MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Today, the Powerball winner has been won. Powerball winner has been won. Yeah, that's it. Um, $633 million. Who are our NFL playoff contenders and pretenders? And the college football national championship is happening on Monday. Who you got, Georgia or Alabama? And the Baseball Hall of Fame is getting ready to get a chance to get yelled at by me if they do not put Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in. That's absolutely insanity so you guys can always hit us up 818-293-7547 or shoot us an email i'm mad i m m a d at unafraidshow.com i'm george reister he's ralph amson and this is reister or wrong so ralph powerball winner 633 million dollars so will you be back on the show on monday (laughs) yes i did not win um I think I've said a few times on this show that if I did win the lottery, I would uh, disappear off the face of the earth to everybody. How dare but, you? But How about five people, you? and I said, I, I said you would be one of the ones who would know uh, where I was, but you might not see me on this show for a while. Wow, How, that is at least that is terrible, bro. Terrible. I expect you to if you win, I expect you to be back to work, to, at least for the podcast, bro. At least you would for do the podcast. 
you would do this show the next day? Yes. It, really? it, it, yeah, because it, it would take me a couple weeks to plan the vacation, probably, or plan the celebration. So you, what, for, like, the purpose would be what? Just to keep it under wraps that you will, like, try oh, yeah. not to, Oh, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not okay. telling anybody. I'm not telling anybody. I see how it is. So you keep, you, you keep taking the same steps day to day, yeah. not letting anybody know. Cor- correct. Um, yeah, no, I just let people think I had COVID or something and just... <laughs> Listen, listen, man, I am currently in COVID protocols and still here with you guys today. Dedication. Uh, Yep. So, uh, so power, Powerball winner, you asked me a couple, you were getting ready to ask me a couple questions and I was like, nah, nah, let's save it for the, for the air. So you guys can answer these as well. What are your Powerball questions? Okay. My first question is. Because nobody has won the Powerball in three months, so it got up to over six hundred and thirty million dollars. Somebody in California won, and somebody is in Wisconsin won. And my question to you is, as a person in California, if you see those Powerball numbers run across the TV screen, and you got the winning ticket, are you mad when you find out that you weren't the only winner, and that you had to split the six hundred thirty million dollar jackpot instead of getting it all to yourself? It depends on how many winners there there are. If there's like th- a thousand winners, yeah, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated <laughs> if there's a thousand winners. Even if there's ten winners, I'm good. Like I I already because we did the calculations that with two winners you're gonna get a hundred and like about a hundred and twenty five million dollars if just, you take the lump sum, which. Yeah. Which I've been ta- I, I, probably for 15 years in my lottery fantasies. I always said I would take the annuity. Always said I would no, take the annuity. And I have no. people call me an idiot for that, 15 that years. Is, that until is it finally sunk in. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But you get to a point where where if it, if you did get, uh, it, yeah, I guess with the way interest works and everything, I I understand. I understand. And then a lot of people said, well, the lottery could go belly up and then they don't have to pay you. I understand how the lottery goes belly up. That's the one thing they got us all buying lottery tickets. Yeah. Uh, you you don't you don't uh, think, but there's you know, it could get legislated out of business. Something something could could happen because somebody it could be some nefarious stuff going on and your particular lottery gets gets go goes belly up so yeah the lump sum so eat so even if a hundred people won right yeah you would you would still win what like two and a half well almost three three million dollars one point three million if a hundred if, if oh i see what you're saying if a if a hundred people won you're looking at like 2.5 mil yeah yeah in between yeah, yeah. 2.5 three how three funny mil? would that be if for three months nobody wins and then a hundred people win the lottery listen more, the listen that's still three million dollars that's more than anybody had sure. at first the the, the yeah, idea yeah. that you could be upset about that is it just shows how ungrateful that we are as people in general I, oh man i'm ungrateful I, sp- I spent 10 bucks and won three three million. Oh god yeah. Uh, I'm so sad. I'm so frustrated. What? You can you can always find something to be grateful about. Every time I lose the lottery, which is every time, uh, I'm I'm grateful that I didn't inherit all the problems that that might come with. Oh wow! No, no, no. See, I'll worry about those problems. Okay. What, what what's your next question? Okay. So I, when I when I try to think through, as somebody who is not well versed in the in the ways of money, I try to think through some of the things that I would do. And my question for you is whether or not some of these things are intelligent. 
Um, so I always think about the, 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 the first thing that I would do, um, which, which a lot of people tell me is to uh, call a lawyer, right? To find a lawyer. But if you've never had to use a lawyer before, how do you find a lawyer? How do you not immediately set yourself up for some type of failure by, by getting linked up with somebody who might not have your best interest in mind or might not be like a responsible fiduciary partner will point you in the right direction or who would be predatory like i would be i would be really oh, afraid to make don't the first phone don't call. just go down the phone book don't call somebody that that you know either get to googling top lawyers and google top lawyers and you find you the biggest name firm that you can possibly do and then you interview four or five of them at least and, and you probably even more than like you would probably be interested in trust attorneys more than anything else. That that way they can get you set up and all this stuff or lottery attorneys and, and interview a bunch of them. And I guarantee you will figure out which one is full of shit and, and which one is not. So but 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 for me, I would call my lawyer. So I already know who I would call. So I already know. So I don't okay. I don't have to. Figure that one out. All right. My second question is because I I know I, mean, I I got a lot of cousins, man. I got a lot of cousins. When I was growing up, I had 31 first cousins. Plus, my dad grew up on any reservation. And so, like, we call some people cousins that I know aren't actually cousins. You're not my cousin if you don't um, have my phone number. That's fair. That's fair. But in the days of social media, people, people they'll find your phone number real quick. Um, so my question is this. There are definitely family members that I want to take care of in a really specific way in like making sure that they don't have to pay for where they live. So what is the best way to do something like that? Do you do you purchase the property outright so that you own it and you just say like, no, nope. let you live there? No, 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 buddy, because then you are subject to whatever they do to it and on it. So if they get in trouble, if they get in a fight, somebody breaks their leg, somebody, you know what I mean? There, you're going to get sued. So whatever you do, it needs to be given to them, period. And then the, but the first thing is you can't tell everybody that you won, bro. Like you, and you can't just go handing out money because the first thing that you learn when you went, because I've, I've been here. So I've been here. I understand when you just hand people out money, it don't work, bro. It does not work because it only lends itself to them asking for more money, first thing. And then the second thing is a lot of times you give them things that they cannot afford. So so if you say, all right, I want to go buy this person a new house. I'm going to buy everybody a new house. Well, the problem is the people then can't pay the property taxes on that house. Or they can't pay for the 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 uh, the person to mow the lawn, uh, the, the pool maintenance every month. What what happens if the roof gets a leak? Like if they like you always want to make sure you buy people things that they can actually afford them themselves. Like if you're going to buy somebody a car, right, who doesn't make a lot of money, don't go buy them a Benz. Go 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 get them like a brand new Nissan Altima. Go go get them a brand new uh, Toyota Camry or something. Whatever it is that they can afford them th themselves. Otherwise, you are then going to put yourself back on the hook to fix it. So if I get a, if I get a family member a Royce Royce Phantom and the fuel pump breaks on that, they're not going to be able to pay for a fuel pump. 
Correct. On the right. Correct. Exactly. I, I, I feel like I understand. Okay. So what about this? Okay. Cause the, my, my initial thought was like, well, I'll just buy the, the, the properties that they live in outright so that I'll own them. What about this? What about for my already property owning relatives to pay off the balance of their loans as a gift? Perfectly fine. Nothing wrong so with that. that something like that would be a good idea. Yes. Okay. So then what do I do when the non-property owning relatives that I actually would be open to doing something for, um, come, come along. Oh, bro. You, you, you make sure that before you start handing out money that you make a list of what you are going to do and you have to stick to it. That means saying no after if, if they're, if they're like, ah, I, I, I want to put in a, a, you know, an above ground swimming pool in this joint too. Mm -mm, no, I will no, 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 no. Take that's that. That's a uh, cool. That's cool. Just, just make sure that you, you will uh, do it. I'm not taking care of that. I took care of this other thing for you. So that's yeah. where the line and you, you just have to be able to hold lines. Okay. So what about this? Um, cause I know a lot of people who, who come into money, um, that it just like kind of ruins things for, for the next generation. Uh, cause the kids get into, uh, into a situation where they might not necessarily have to go and earn something for themselves. So what about the idea of like a trust? What if, what if you, you want your kids to have access to money, but not until we like, would you be more would, at risk of ruining your kids' lives by putting preconditions on when they can actually access some of that money? Like, Hey, you go and you get your master's degree, you hit 25 years oh, old, I there's did 10 that. million waiting that. for you in account. That is, that is what, I mean, I wish it was 10, 10 million at this point, but, but, uh, but yeah, that's the way it's set up for my kids. It is, you know, you get a certain amount here, a certain amount there, a certain amount there. And if you don't achieve these by like 45, then they pass on to the other kids. Okay. Um, one of the things that my, my wife always brings up, and I do not believe her. I do not believe that if she won $125 million uh, in the Powerball, she says that she would keep working, at least for a while, until she figured out what she was going to do next. I would, uh, if I was in her shoes, I'm not in her shoes, but if I was in her shoes, I would not. What do you think the best thing to do is if you just come into a huge lump sum oh, of money? Keep your normal lifestyle as long as possible until you can figure out what you're going to do. Because you have to make a plan before you go start just, just, just doing stuff. So I agree with Aaron. That that, that seems like the most prudent de decision to me. But the, the practicality or the reality of people actually doing that ain't it bro they they say that but then as soon as the boss is like hey yo can you work on this saturday and then you're like eh, i'm not working on saturdays no more like what well, are you sure you want your job i mean sure either more more or less well listen if you don't come in on saturday you're fired well listen i'm just telling you right now i ain't gonna be here on saturday so uh so hey, you've got yeah. a little more leverage in, in the way that you react to people. Exactly. You exactly. You can go full Antonio Brown after you won the lottery. <laughs> all right. All right. So last question. I am from Wyoming. Mm -hmm. I love it there. You, can, it there. you, can, you the can go by all the D Dutton's land, bro. Okay. So that, that's my question. That's my question. I'm from the Wyoming, Montana border. 
I love it there. I always say that my, my heart is is uh, on the Wyoming Montana border. My head is is in Arizona, where I spent uh, most of the last three decades, and my feet are here in North Carolina, where I actually love my neighborhood. I love the people in it. I love this town. Is it smart to just go out and start buying properties, or when, when you have a lot of money, should you just you you can afford to stay where you stay when you travel? Uh, no, I mean, if, if you're going to be out in Wyoming and Mon Montana on that border enough, dude, buy it, get you a bunch of llamas and <laughs> for the uh, tax, for the tax break. Yeah. Yeah. And then get you a, a little small place that way you have your stuff, your clothes and all that stuff when you go to Arizona too, and then hop on your private, private jet back and forth as long, long as you want to stay there or fly, fly commercial. It don't matter. So let's say that after I go on this big spending spree of, of, of fulfilling every single like fantasy and desire that I, that I ever wanted, I, I think small. So okay. uh, I, I think small. And I mean, a lot of the stuff that I would do with money is it, it is completely negated by the fact that I'm married to somebody who is uh, a, a normal right thinking person. Like I would, my, if I honestly, like if I, if I got money, the first thing that I would do is walk around to like every single uh, unhoused person um, in, in, uh, in Arizona offering them a job to like spend all day, every day, I, I would get them cell phones and I would have them spend all day, every day, like calling people I don't like just repeatedly, like hit and redial, redial, redial. <laughs> I paid 20 bucks an hour to do it. I, I, I would be a villain. Like if I had super villain money, I would, I, there was some super villain stuff that I'm sure that I would do, but like, <laughs> Because I'm married to somebody who would not let me give in to every single like uh, hedonistic whim, uh, let's say that I go out and I buy I buy a few properties in the places that I know that I, I want to go. I set my family uh, and and all my extended family up for uh, success in a way that's smart. And then I look back at the account. There's 110 million dollars left because I didn't really do all that much, right? So 110 million dollars left. What do you do with that? Is that high yield savings? Is that investment? What What are you doing? When you just you're, have all that you're money investing sitting. the majority of it, like the vast majority of because the because the uh, cash does, you no good. I mean, I guess what do you, you mean, it does, but that's what I don't understand is what do you mean? It does you no good when there's no way I could spend on on who I am, on who I know I am. There's no way I spend that money in my lifetime. But that's what I'm saying is that is that then you have set it up the way you can take care of your church, take care of your your uh, kids kids and make sure that they have opportunities and, and and all of this stuff with without just giving it to them so so while you're still alive that money should be making money you can stuff it in a high air earning you know savings account if you want to and bring bring home a couple you know a mill or two a year but you know yeah okay so i this brings me to my other question i believe in first fruits right i believe that I believe it. And, but <laughs> however, however, 10% to like a little, I, I go to a church with like 80 people in it. Yeah. And, th and they're going to say like, you know, that g g God's portion is pretax. Right. Hey, so, no, no. So you're no, talking, see, you're talking, you're talking between 12 and 20 million right off the top. Right. Yeah. Are, are you given an 80 person church? 20 no, million dollars? Abso absolutely not, bro. 
No way. So what do you do? What do you do when you take that? When you take I am that, going to uh, take that 10% and I'm going to spread it around to, to, to different places and different organizations that I, that, that, that see, that see fit because I mean, it's, it, it, it's like he who is faithful in little will, will be faithful in much. I don't know if you're faithful in it. Like you're not $20 million or $12 million faithful at that point. So right. Like I've been in this town for like six months. Yes. And all of a sudden I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop Mm-mm. 12 million on this church of 80 people. You don't, I, well, okay. So <laughs> to put you on the spot, like brutally honest here, if you get if you get a hundred twenty five million dollar lump sum, yeah, what is the check you're writing to your home church? <laughs> Probably a million bucks. And then, what do you my, do? My my if there's my, that one person, one my, person. My, on my staff home there. church is also like over ten thousand people, so. <laughs> So they're not, they're just gonna be like, oh, we had a good Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not like, I mean, that's gonna be a number that's gonna move the needle, but it's not gonna be like, oh, like 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 everybody gets a raise, like let's party. No, no, it's gonna be like, oh, okay, cool. Now we can we can, um, you know, that the 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 new building. That's actually built, not not the not the building fund, but the building that's already built. Eh, yeah, yeah. Let's put that toward the mortgage. So I, I'm Would definitely you... going to be very st- strategic with how my my funds are doled out. But they, but I, feel... uh, but I am giving away that twelve and a half million. I I agree. I'm I'm one hundred percent with you on that. And I, I I just I I was imagining I was imagining the idea of like I've been at a church. I've been at a church for six months and I'm going to, and it's 80 people that meets in a strip mall in a like 925 square foot space. And I'm going to drop a $12.5 million check on their head. Right. They would like, laugh at you. They'd be like, this isn't serious. He's, 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 <laughs> he's using his faith. <laughs> All right. Um, NFL. That's how you, that's how you create the next Joel Osteen right there. Exactly. Uh, NFL playoff contenders and pretenders. That was a hell of a seg- segue there. All right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So speaking speaking of people with hella money, the the owners of these teams, they were trying to create uh, playoff Super Bowl champions. So the teams that are, you know, in the AFC, five teams have already locked up spots. The Titans, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Buffalo Bills, and the New England Patriots. Their, their division is still up for grabs, but we shall see. And the Colts and the Chargers, Raiders, Steelers, and Ravens are still vying for playoff spots. Who gets in? Who get who who on the cusp gets in? Yeah, yeah. Of the teams that haven't secured playoff spots, because the tight the um the who is it? The the Chargers play the Raiders, so they're fighting for a playoff spot. And the the Colts, no, no, the Colts have already locked up the division. R- Ravens versus Steelers, uh, Saints play the Falcons. Rams play the 49ers. Who gets in? And the Patriots play the Dolphins, and the Dolphins still have a no, no, no. The Dolphins are eliminated now. But I yeah. think they're eliminated. Yeah. So it, what is it? The the lowest percentage chance of getting in in the is AFC the Ravens. is the Ravens. Yes. Um, and they're starting your boy Tyler Huntley. So you got a lot, a lot on the yes, line. Yes, I do. Let's go, Tyler. <laughs> and they and they actually they have like a pretty decent opponent, right? Yeah, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So 
Oh, that's that's rough. Um, I, I got to think that in your head, though, you're probably rooting for the Chargers to be able to hold on. Yes. To their spot. Yeah, I got to um, root against my wife this weekend. <laughs> and uh, and the idea that the Colts could potentially miss the playoffs, they're not going to. But the idea that the Colts could potentially miss the playoffs um, after being everybody's, you know, team that you don't want to play uh, is pretty interesting to me. I'd love to see. They would have to lose to the Jaguars, though. Yeah, and then that's not. But the happen. Bills lost so, to the Jaguars. The Bills lost to the Jaguars. True. So the the Raiders kind of have the, their their destination in their the play their playoff uh, hopes in their own hands. If they beat the Chargers, they're in, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm kind of. I would love to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs, but I'm kind of rooting for the Raiders based on everything Why? they've been through this year. Oh, you're such I, a softy, bro. No, like, no, 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 no. No, it's not a it's not a matter of being it's not a matter of being soft. It would just be because I think it would create a more interesting situation because they are going to be one of the hottest jobs in the offseason. But would they consider not making the move if they made a late playoff run? Oh, like, and keeping I, I think uh, Basaccio. Yeah, so I'm I'm more interested in the story. Storyline. It's not like a oh, I would feel good if the Raiders, the, the freaking Raiders. <laughs> like, Dude, I would rather they're the not Chargers like got in because I want stars in the playoffs. I want Herbert in the playoffs. Yeah. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. I want that. And over in the NFC, I'm done. I'm done with the Steelers. Like I'm, I'm good there. And I'm my wife's from Pittsburgh. She's not gonna like this, but I, I, I do not want to see them in the playoffs. They, they got nothing left. Big, big Ben right. is on fumes, bro. He's on fumes. Yeah. He's he's yeah. he's coasting down downhill. The the tank is already empty. He's just going downhill right right now so 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 the so the car won't stop moving. But um So I mean but then again it's all like who would you want to see if as me looking at the Bills who would I want the Bills to play? You and would like them to play the Steelers. I would like them to play yeah the weakest team possible which would probably be Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right, in the in the NFC you have the 49ers and the Saints still with a chance. The 49ers have to play the Rams, and the Saints play the Falcons, I believe. Yeah. Who gets in there? I think the 49ers have a pretty good chance at beating uh, beating the Rams. Um, they've been playing really respectably. It's intra-division, and so uh, you, you never know Lance what's going to happen there. Trey, Trey Lance. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like Jalen hurts and I do think that it would be fun to see the Eagles make the playoffs. Yes. Uh, but they are the most boring team in the NFL and it would not be a good, like it, they wouldn't put on a good show for anybody. It They've already, be, uh, it wouldn't be entertaining. Lo- locked up their spot. Oh, they have. Yes. They have locked up a playoff spot already. It, the only so who, two teams in the is, NFC had, that have a chance are the 49ers and the Saints. That's it. So the oh, so the Eagles locked up the seventh seed. The, either is the sixth, right? either the sixth or the seventh. They they're locked into either one. Uh, so if the 49ers okay, well, lose, the Eagles and, and the, the Saints. The Eagles and the Saints are two really good teams that can't score and aren't going to do anything in the playoffs anyway. So I'd rather see the 49ers as much as I hate everybody in the NFC West outside of the Cardinals. I'd rather see the 49ers in 
than anybody, like because they actually yeah, uh, they would have the ability people. to put together a full football game. Yeah, the Saints, the Saints are probably a top three defense in the NFL and probably a bottom three offense. Yeah. Yep. I see they need Jameis Winston. So out of all the teams that are gonna make make the playoffs, there's only like three or four that are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I got the Kansas City Chiefs. And then surprisingly second in the AFC, I have the, well, I got to give the Tennessee Titans love, but but I like the Bengals. I think that they're getting hot. And then in the NFC, give me the Packers and give me, honestly, the 49ers are probably the team that I feel second best about, big, only because the Buccaneers wow. have nothing going at wide, wide receiver. Otherwise, they would be up there too. I don't believe in the Rams. I don't believe in the Cardinals. I don't believe in any of those other teams to go win four games. What about the thirteen and three Packers? Do you think with a with a bye week? No, I did say the Packers. You treat you 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 did say the Packers. Yeah. You think they're a complete team? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. What absolutely? What makes this year different than different than every other year that they've gone in with a with a stacked uh, roster and don't don't win at all? Aaron Rodgers is mad Aaron Rodgers this year. Mad Aaron Rodgers. He's back always, to back MVP Aaron Rodgers. Mad Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So So what we what you're saying is I need to find some way to piss off Josh Allen. They're they're make him make make him hate his whole family and the media. And no, we'll you unlock. Listen, no, you need to find a way to get them to run the football. That's what you need to do. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I I would that love ain't gonna happen. What what do who do you think that I would root for in the event of a Bills Cardinal Super Bowl? Bills. You really think I would? Yes. Yes, I think oh, why I think Wyoming trumps Arizona because especially if you get whiny a, a lot of whiny Kyler prior prior to the game, then yes. Whiny Kyler. Man, that's tough. That's tough because I've been I have been an Arizona Cardinals fan since like 1995, and I'm tr- and and I don't know if I've ever been a bigger fan of a football player than I than I am Josh Allen. Uh, I I'm, I'm I I don't want to root against it because I obviously I want both teams to have success, but I genuinely don't know what I would do in that in that situation. Well, ho- well, don't worry, it won't happen. Um... <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right, the uh, national championship in football, in college football, is on Monday, Georgia versus Alabama. I, okay, so the Georgia defensive coordinator is my new head coach over at Oregon. So I want him to have success. I want him to take all that to Oregon, right? Um, I also understand that I'm done betting against Nick Saban. I'm done. I'm done. If I'm going to be proven wrong, it will be that somebody did something that they don't normally do as opposed to Nick Saban, who usually does the thing. So, and I'm not going to be proven right the other way. So I'd rather be proven wrong that, that somebody upsets Nick Saban than Nick Saban beating and winning the national championship. Like he usually does when he gets in there. Sure. And what, what, what does it usually come down to? It's not the defense wins championships, but it's not necessarily college football and it's not necessarily, I mean, yeah, yeah. Georgia's put together an all-time defense, but they also, who's got the best coach. Alabama last time. 
Who uh, has the best coach? Alabama. Who has the best quarterback? Alabama. Who has the best player on the field? Probably Alabama. Will Anderson. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So why is the line only two and a half? Because Georgia has 11 first round picks on their defense. That's why. And, and they just like they just played. Stetson Bennett didn't have a 300 yard passing game all year. He didn't even start the year as their starting quarterback. But I but, went to Georgia's first but game. He can I, run. I'm, I'm actively rooting for Georgia. They have Keely Ringo. I love Keely Ringo. He's a he, he's an Arizona guy by way of the state of Washington. I want him to have all the success in the world. It'd be super cool if he went down in history as a as a, as a national champion um, at the collegiate level. However, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I look at Alabama, yeah. and I, this isn't even see, the you, third best Alabama you, team in the last ten years. See, but you, yeah, this is Nick Nick Saban's youngest team he's ever taken into a national championship. Now imagine this. Now imagine the fact that you have. Georgia playing Michigan. You watched the way Georgia played offense. 50% of their passes were thrown behind the line of scrimmage. That's not going to work against Alabama. No. So so they're either going to have to come out with a new game plan or a new quarterback. Because Stetson Bennett, he extends plays, does stuff with his legs. But, I mean, their best chance may be switching to JT Daniels at, at halftime. That may be the and if that comes out and happens after even, after, after Alabama did it to him twice, where they switched to Tua and then switched from Tua back to Jalen and beat him both times, bro. If Georgia turns around and does that to to them, bro, I just it. I look at that line. It seems like such a sucker line. It really does because I look at the over two over fifty two. Yeah, that's absolutely Man. hitting. Yeah, I, I, why, why, why would Vegas put it in such easy money for the, uh, for for the better? I'm genuinely nervous that there's something out there that we don't know. I don't know if it's COVID related. I don't know, but two and a half seems absurd. Georgia just got blown out, and all of the factors that you just said that do really Georgia have, but the, the numbers say Georgia has a historically great defense, bro. I got to see. I got to see it up close. I've, I've never seen anything like that. I really have not. And when what they Georgia, did to Clemson. Oh, oh, oh! In case you didn't know, Georgia's favored by two and a half points. Not Alabama. What in the hell? Are you serious? Yes. I thought. I, am I? I'm reading the line wrong. Oh my gosh! Yes, Georgia's favored by two and a half points. I might have to take out a loan. I might have to take out a loan just to go all in on Alabama here. Oh, but see, see, that's what I'm saying. All right, so 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 hundred dollar bet. Who you who you got? A hundred dollar bet with you? Yep. I don't understand how we, but that's just it. Is I don't understand how we don't end up on the exact because I'd be Bama plus two and a half in the over. What what would we find that we disagreed on here? I'll take I'll you take said, Georgia and you the said under. You're, I will, I will take Georgia and and the under just to be a dissenter. Okay, even right after you said you're done betting against Nick yes. Saban. Yes. Okay. If both both have to hit, and if both hit, then then we'll have a payout. Love man. It. I just I just I just wanted to bet. 
I just wanted a bet, even though <laughs> even though I went against everything that I just said. I literally went against everything that you I just did. said. You did. Right. I'm done betting against Nick Saban. Want to bet? <laughs> I, be- I bet you I can get you gambling before the end of the day. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
right. Uh, the the last thing up, the Baseball Hall of Fame. They are having an opportunity to screw over some of the greatest players of all time again. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are in danger of not. Well, as of right now, they are at because you need 75 percent of the vote and 40 percent of the vote is in and Barry Bonds sits at 80 percent. Roger Clemens sits at 79 percent and David Ortiz sits at 83 percent. They have all in some sort of way been wrapped up in the PED scandal. And this is their last time. Well, this is Bonds and Clemens last time on the ballot, bro. If they don't get in. I'm I didn't know you. David Dave, David Ortiz is on the PED list with a performance eating disorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was wrapped up in into it too. All right, but uh, if he doesn't get in, if those two dudes don't get in, I'm I'm gonna riot, bro, because they helped save baseball along with Sammy Sosa and with um, Mark Mark McGuire based after the the '94 strike. Baseball was dying. Then chicks dig the long ball. Barry Bonds comes in after Sosa and McGuire have the chase in the race. And, and Griffey. Yes. And Griffey. Don't forget, yep. for nine-tenths of that season, it was a three-man race. Very true. And then all of a sudden, and then the Mitchell Report comes out, all this stuff. Baseball turns its back on its biggest stars who saved the game. The man who presided over the, the league at that point in time. Everybody knew open secret and you have Bud Selig in the hall of fame already. You have, you know, Mike Piazza, you, you have uh, a, a whole bunch of other players in that have, that were on those lists or suspected. And the fact that instead of just saying baseball saying, you know what? We messed up. This is over. We're putting in rules because it wasn't even against baseball rules. And instead of just saying we're clean slating this, we're going to fix our game, all this stuff. No, 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 no. We're going to, we're the, the, these writers. They're like, no, we're going to punish these guys. You don't even know who did it. Come on, man. And Barry Bonds never even tested positive. Like stop. It's got to stop somewhere. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't, I think the one thing about the baseball steroid scandal that I didn't appreciate is that uh, the players didn't just come out and own it. That was the one thing that made it. How were the, the players scandal. supposed to own it? The The league needed to own it. It was the, the lying. They lied. They lied about it. And that so that was, that, that was part of it. Who if, lied about it? Uh, um, Roger Clemens, Rafael Palmero. Yeah, because like, because like they knew that they were going to be villainized for right. And, so and, that's my that's my issue. That's my issue. If everybody had just come out and be like, yeah, so what? Like, and and it was enough people. If it was enough people that came out and said like, yeah, this is actually part of the game, then the outrage wouldn't have been able to take hold because it wasn't. So it's always the lie, right? It's always the lie. It's not so much that it was done. It was the fact that they tried to conceal it and cover up and pretend it never happened. And so you have McGuire coming out, apologizing for lying. You know, you have um, Roger Clemens embarrassing himself, you know, with, with people diamond him out like Andy Pettit and stuff like that. I, I, the way that I always looked at it was these guys are not getting in trouble for using steroids. They're getting in trouble for the deception 
because they didn't just come out and own the fact that it was part of the game at at the time. And I think if they could go back, that's, well, that's what because they would the league do. first, the league first turned around and turned their back on them. That's the first thing that 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 happened. So then when they got asked about it, they weren't going to be forthright about it because they're like, it's going to ruin my Hall of Fame chances, ruin, ruin my reputation, all of this stuff. Instead of the league shielding them and saying, look, nope, we 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 this wasn't against our rules. We're going to fix our game. We we found this out. Now we're going to go clean it up instead of that. No, they started trying to point fingers at people. And right, so but it's I think the league's fault. A lot of these fault. players, it, and because a lot of these players have come around and admitted to it uh, way after the fact, I think that if they could go back, they would just go out. They wouldn't wear it as a badge of honor. They wouldn't say that they're proud of it. They would just say that, look, this was this was part of the game. It was an arms race. Uh, I'm not saying that it's wrong, but Jeff Bagwell and other guys are in the Hall of Fame already, bro. It, it, it's it, gross. It, that's the other thing, though, is some of them would have been probably admitting to a crime. Exactly. So that, that's tough, right? So, yeah. so you know, but not that HGH wasn't a crime, though. It, maybe it, against baseball rules later, but it wasn't necessarily correct. Legal. That's the so. It, I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like I don't think that you should be the arbiter of who was who was good at baseball or 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 good for the game. And baseball writers have decided to take certain stances. And I got a guy right up. Is it right? Yeah, right there. That's Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling is an asshole and he's not getting voted into the hall of fame based on the fact that he's an asshole and cheating um, investors out of a bunch of money. He's, he, he, he's, I think that that's part of it. But when you talk to baseball people that they actually believe, cause I've interviewed a bunch of them. They actually think that he's a postseason hall of famer, but a regular season fringe guy. But then they weren't paying attention to the diamondbacks. So like I, I mean uh, I mean uh, I mean I'm just saying that these are m- major leaguers like pitchers and stuff that that they think that Kurt Schilling is a French Hall of Famer as a regular season guy, but in the postseason they think he's one of the be- better postseason pitchers of the generation and should be in the Hall of Fame for the the the, the postseason stuff. But but regular season they think he's on the on the borderline. But these are also small small hall people too. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's uh, he's a guy who had he had over 15 wins like six times, seven times. He made six All Star games, and he he won a Cy Young, and those are all regular season things. And and yeah, but uh, the baseball finished, small hall people, bro, they are like I understand, I understand. He and, he he didn't win a Cy Young, but he was second in the Cy Young voting. He was the second best pitcher in all of baseball three different times, according to voters. He made six All Star games. He won two different world series that would not have been won if it was not for him. He's the and Kurt Warner. He's the Kurt Warner of major league baseball with his fake bloody sock. Um, I, and, I'm just saying like the baseball writers, they go beyond yeah. steroids. No, no, no. They go I, beyond and, steroids. No, no. They make I, it a personality I, I test. See, and, and they, he, they're going to put Jeff Kenton. Exactly. And, who never won shit. Uh, and they're not going to put in uh, Kurt Bro, Schilling. Come on. It's man. stupid. And I'm a believer that, the Hall of Fames, all of them, is not a place for good guys. Is it a place for racists? Yes. Is it a place for alcoholics? Yes. Is it a place for wife beaters? Yes. Because it is about what did, were you one of the greatest in your era to play that game? Can the story of the game be told without you? No. 
If the answer is no, then yes, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Should you should you be in jail and the Hall of Fame some, sometimes? Yes. Should, should you be in persona non grata out in public and in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yes. Right. Well, I'm totally cool with having somebody on Mount Rushmore that I wouldn't have to my house for dinner. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Exactly. And, um, you guys, that is Reister or Wrong for the day. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. Peace out. Catch you guys next week. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.